Hi, it's Vanessa here. Welcome to my show, A Journey with Vanessa Chu. This is a podcast where I love talking about mindset and emotional health, and I share personal stories about what I'm learning in life and on my entrepreneurial journey, including the struggles and the challenges I face. It was my pleasure to be a guest on another virtual chat with the Stigma Free Society. The segment was led by Dr. Daniel Toe, who is the district principal overseeing specialty programs and mental health programming for Surrey schools here in BC. You can also watch the video interview of our chat. That's up on YouTube, and you can find the link in the show notes. In this episode, we talk about conquering fear and what that means. Um, today, we are talking about conquering fear. And all of us, I think we're hearing on the news about um, vaccine cards, otherwise known as passports, but they're not using that language anymore. Um, you know, yesterday I went to a meeting in a restaurant, and it was my very first time scanning, and it's super easy, um, super fun, but with with Things like that and with, you know, um, COVID numbers still being sort of leveled out but high compared to, to this time last year. There is a lot of fear with kids going back to school, people going back into the office, um, you know, just many different changes. Again, we've had two years of basically quasi-isolation. Not as bad as some provinces, but um, in BC, people still felt it Um was quasi-isolation. And in many of your podcasts, you talk about confidence. You talk about silencing one's own critics. You talk about breaking negative thought patterns and overcoming grief and all these things, and much of which is your focus as a coach. But when I listen to your podcast, most recently, one of the threads I see, and you nailed it in your, I think your very last episode you just did, about conquering fear. I think your thing is uh, making friends with here, um, even though it can be a mother, chin swear on a mother ever, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're still living in a global pandemic, and quite honestly, there's never been so much fear around us. What does it mean to you to conquer fear? What does that mean, given the current state of our world? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um, I I like to use the phrase like in my my latest podcast episode, uh, making friends with fear, yeah. um, and it's it's understanding it and leaning into it and embracing it. So I think with with the pandemic, with the global pandemic, which is obviously it's affected everyone, right, in the last yeah. few years. Um, in early and mid-2020, you know, when everything was, like, shut down and we, we didn't know enough information about COVID and everyone was still like, what's going on? Um, I was very scared. Um, yeah. And seeing the numbers uh, go up and the death toll and just the infection rates go up every day, like all around the world. It was scary. Right. Yeah. So I basically just hunkered down with my parents and didn't see anyone, didn't go out, like followed the rules, was super strict about cleaning things and all that stuff. Um, and I, I realized that I, I can't control or know what COVID does or who it's going to infect next. Um, and, and worrying about, that won't change the fact that we're in a global pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, I won't be able to manage my own fears if I'm worrying about what everybody else is doing because I, I can't control anybody else's actions or behaviors, right? Yeah. But what I can do is be mindful of my own um, actions and be as safe as possible if and when I have contact with people, if I'm out, um, yeah. Because I don't want to contract anything or and not know if I'm spreading it around, right? Yeah. Um, I I certainly don't want any more of our vulnerable population to to get infected and yeah. just you know thinking about 
um, you know, the frontline workers and the healthcare workers who yes. have gone through, oh my, I can't even imagine, right? Yeah. Like I, I wasn't, I'm not there. They're, they're the ones who are, who are having to deal with this on a daily basis. Right. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just being mindful of my own actions and, and knowing how that can affect other people down the line, especially in, in this pandemic, that's, that's shaken our entire world. Yeah. And, and there is a lot of fear out there. Actually, the uh, funny you brought that story about you hunkering down with your parents, your brother, just so for people know, her brother's also my dentist. Actually, her dad technically is my dentist, but her brother is there as well. And when I was talking to Sean, he actually said, you know, you hunkered down with your parents and he actually chose to stay away or you kept him away. I'm not going to say which. Because <laughs> he, he sees patients. He's there all the time. And yeah. he's only there with your dad. And your dad's super safe. Your dad like has a mask, full shield, but he only works a couple days a week. So mm-hmm. your brother said, you know, I'm just not really going to see them. I'll see dad at work. And just yeah. that you want to keep everyone safe. And your mom yeah. doesn't really go out. And so, so even within your own family, you folks as a family chose to keep others safe. Now, when you make those choices, do you, for you, and maybe in what you saw the people, does that make you more afraid or less afraid? And 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 is that really conquering fear? Because the, I actually I found that some folks, when you're so almost like a, living in a paranoia, like oh we will do this and we can't do this and we try to do this, and it almost generates fear and and it almost yeah. is a self is a cycle right, a self perpetuation of fear. And and you talk a lot about that in your coaching and and on your podcast about. You sort of you're feeding itself, right? You, your yep. actions actually feed your own inability sometimes. Can you talk a little bit about that and and how to overcome that? Because you've gone through it, you've talked about it, and and share a little bit with uh, our audience uh, on how we can you can do that. Yeah, yeah, that's a tricky one because um, you know there are always going to be fears that pop up in our lives and in whatever situation that we might come across, right? Or whatever opportunities that arise in our lives. Um, And the thing that that really helped me is that I'm still doing on a regular basis that I also have like a a couple of tips later on if if you would, if you'd like me to share those. But um, Yeah. yeah, it's just making sure that I am being present because when we are um, so engulfed in our fears, we are ten- we tend to worry about the future a lot. And then those things replay. And then we're not like focusing on what's happening right now or what I can do right now mm-hmm. to help anything. Right. Yeah. And, um, and then a lot of those fears too are just fears about our own, you know, personal, like our self-limiting beliefs and stuff like that too. Right. Um, and I've come to learn over, you know, the last year of just me learning so much and being coached while I am coaching is that we are very addicted to those, um, fears and those anxious thoughts. What do you mean? They tend to just like, the more we think about them, it's like you go down the, the rabbit hole of, like just it snowballs, right? It's a snowball yeah. effect of like making it bigger and bigger. And then the more we think about it, we're like blowing things out of proportion, right? Like it's so easy to um, to just like make things bigger than they are. But in the case of, you know, talking about this global pandemic, obviously like I'm thinking about um, how my actions may affect other people. Like my brother, you know, not seeing my parents for a little yeah. bit because he's seeing patients as well, right? And then yeah. it's like, and my parents are are in the generation where 
they're more vulnerable than we are. So um, yeah, it's not to say like not to be safe, obviously in, in this while we're still in it all together. But um, yeah, I just find that we can, we can hang on to those, those fears um, Mm -hmm. and those anxieties that we have. You mentioned the word addiction um, and how is fear like fear and addiction? Cause I find that so interesting because it is like like it's almost like a perpetual like like it's almost like soothing to be paranoid do you know what i mean and and afraid like maybe you can go more into that why why do you feel that it's an addiction yeah i think it's because we we normalize it after right we think it's we we're just gonna um keep worrying about things and because we perhaps might not be mindful that or aware that we are um perpetuating those thoughts and they're and they're just replaying in our minds you know our mm-hmm. our fears in our heads and then we just think it's like a normal part of our lives like this is just how it is but it's yeah. not right like yeah. we can choose to um reframe things or see things in a different perspective yeah. um and it, it's it's yeah knowing that we have that choice to stop our thoughts like i i talk a lot about you know, stopping negative self-talk and stuff like that. And, and, you know, all the inner critic work that I've, I've been doing and talking about it's, it's, you know, the language that we're using in our heads and, and what are those things saying? Like, are those things the absolute truth or are they distorted? You're listening to A Journey with Vanessa Chu and my chat with Dr. Daniel Toe and the Stigma Free Society. Um, And we're talking about conquering, or as I like to put it, making friends with fear. If you have any questions or comments about anything you've heard so far or any of my other episodes, you can email me at hello at vanessachu.com. Here's the rest of my conversation with Daniel. Sometimes fear comes from a lack of information or maybe too much. Like how do we find that healthy balance to, to find, uh, because we're just inundated like with the internet. You can do, and we did talk about this, I think three, like the very first time we talked about like scrolling yeah. and not scrolling, but the information is still there. We have so much, especially with the vaccine cards that we now have. There's so much out there. How do we decide what the healthy balance is? And that will lead to my next question is, you talk about making friends with fear. How do you even do that? Like, yeah. uh, why yeah. do you want that? Right? <laughs> why do you want that? It's a mother effort, right? Why yeah. do you want that? Yeah. So, so uh, with your question about finding a healthy balance, um, a lot of what we do every day is a habit. Mm. Um, I have a habit of checking my phone, like, I don't know, every 10 minutes or something, every yeah, 15 minutes. Sure. I don't know. Well, you're right? media. You have to, you have to. <laughs> yeah. But do I though? Do I have to? So like whenever I'm working from home, um, I intentionally put my phone in another room so I can't yeah. see it. Right. Um, And sometimes I even put it in airplane mode. Um, I was someone who checked uh, my phone constantly in 2020, just like the news. And I was like, I must stay updated. I have to know everything and all the information. Um, I have to be informed. Right. But near the end of, of last year in 2020, I decided to turn off all of my news and informational um, uh, notifications. And I stopped listening to news podcasts. Um, I stopped watching the news every day. And at first it was really difficult because it was a habit of mine to just like scroll on my phone in the morning or, you know, throughout the day or at night. And it was so ingrained in me 
to to do those things and to check yeah. the news. Yeah. Um, so I was filling my head with, you know, how many deaths there were in whatever country mm. and what the numbers were um, and what the regulations were that were in place, if there were any changes, like all of that stuff or what I needed to do to keep others and myself safe, right? Yeah. And I, I now I ask myself before like doom scrolling, is this something... <laughs> Yeah. Is this something that I need to do or do I want to do it? Because as soon as I turned off all of those notifications, my mental and emotional health improved so much more. Is that right? And yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I really feel like what we want to do isn't always what we need. Mm. I don't need to spend 12 hours a day checking the news. I don't yeah. need to do that. Um now I only check it maybe a few times a week. And I, I mean, it's different for everybody what your balance or what your boundaries are. Like you can only decide that for yourself, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, like I like to know just enough um, of the information of what's going on. I, if I, um, if I, if I find myself getting angry or upset over other people's decisions of what to yeah. do or what not to do, yeah. um, that's when I step away because I cannot control anybody else. I can only control my own actions, right? So I'm going to still be as safe as I can yeah. um, when I go out and if I have contact with people. And, and again, like only you know when is too much information and an overload for you, right? Yes. There's like no, there's no like rule book saying like you should only check your phone once, once every hour or whatever. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. but I definitely think like, I, I would say notice how it's affecting your thoughts and behaviors. And if it's causing you to go down this spiral of worrying about the future, because that takes you away from the present. Right. Yeah. So, so what is it? Is that like you talk about making friends with fear and it seems that, you know, the way that you do that is find a balance that works for you. Can you elaborate on that? Like, cause again, it's not just fear of this, but we talk about like, it's not just fear of COVID. We talk about COVID, I think ad nauseum only because we're in it. Right. Yeah. But there's like um, people have a fear of going back to the office now. People yeah. have a fear of interacting with other people. Um, people have a fear of, Oh, if I work from home a day, am I going to be directed? There's lots of other fears that have now come out of, now we're almost not post COVID, but we're in a different world. To, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, do I go to Canucks game? Um, do I do yeah. these things? And like, how do you make friends? Like, what does it mean to you? And I know you podcasted about it. So this would be a like a three minute thing of your podcast. I encourage people to listen to it. Um, but what does that mean to make friends with fear to you? Yeah. How so have you done it? how have you done it? <laughs> so I think to your your point about people. Um, having a fear about going back to the office and like going out to eat in restaurants and stuff like that. Like I I've been working in my office or the station <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Right. Like, yep. um, but I work during the day of the days of the week where there are not very many people in the office. So, and yep. I'm in by myself in a studio, so I don't <laughs> ever have contact with people. Yep. Um, but I think like in public, I I'm still very considerate of, what other people's boundaries are because everybody's yeah. comfort level is going to be different um, regardless of what the rules and regulations are of whether we can, you know, uh, go to the mall, which we can. Right. But yeah, yeah I, I'm very aware that um, we all have our different comfort levels with, with how close we're standing to people and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, with with making friends with fear, I think it's it's I, I like to focus on, you know, listening to our fears and understanding it. Okay. Because if we're not listening to our fears, again, we're just gonna go down that rabbit hole of it's gonna grow bigger and bigger. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're and then yeah. we feel like we can't do anything about it when I think that we can. Yeah. Um, so it's understanding where those fears are coming from. Um, and how can we use our fears to our advantage when we lean into our fears and we, um, I'll say, embrace our fears, yeah. um, we can see like where our needs are coming from, like what what information are our fears telling us? And I yeah. think we we don't we don't think about leaning into our fears to know like how it can, how it can help us right because yeah. i think you know in the past i would just be like oh well fear is bad because it's just like it's making you like worked up and it's making you stressed out and then you feel it in your body and then you're yeah. right it's just like it affects everything right in your thought process and your behaviors and actions and everything the better way instead of reacting to our fears is responding to it and how can we respond right. to it if we're not actively listening or understanding where those fears are coming from? It's it's acknowledging and accepting that that fear is there and we have that fear yeah. there, um, but not judging it. Because once we judge it, then again, we're going to go down this 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 loophole of, oh, my God, why am I why am I feeling this way? Like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should be feeling this way. Um, so not judging it, but understanding that fear is there in our lives to protect us. Like it wants to keep us safe um, from harm, but not letting it control every aspect of your life and not making decisions out of fear. You mentioned earlier that there are some tips that you might have. uh, And that is actually my next question. Any, you know, a lot of anxiety and fears related to self-care and and, and proper self-care, not just like self-medication, uh, proper yeah. self-care, right? Um, so any tips? Like you said, you had some tips about conquering fear and and and, and releasing that, something like that. Any tips from you that you do um, go more deeper into in, in, when you do coach someone? But uh, any tips for our general audience today? Well, self-care has been such a huge thing in my life in the last year, and it, it really has helped me uh, manage all like all the all the challenges and struggles that I've gone through personally and professionally. Um, but meditation is a huge one for me. Um, okay. deep, deep breathing exercises as well. Mm-hmm. Um, journaling, everything. I journal yeah. about everything. Yeah. <laughs> My emotions, thoughts, feelings, uh, triggers, like everything. It, so you everything. look back on it. Is that why you journal? Like why, yeah, why? because then it allows. Yeah, because yeah. then it allows me to see patterns that I'm falling mm-hmm. into. And then if I'm having fears and anxieties pop up again, then I can go back and be like, "Oh, look, there is a similarity between these things." And maybe it's not um, that particular situation, but it's something in my past that's triggered, you know, fears and anxieties in that way in the present. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I, I would say those um, those are a few core things that I actually must do every day or else I feel yeah. a little bit thrown off. And then it also okay. helps me um, stay mindful of my own actions and behaviors and also uh, be present, which is something that I've been yeah. I've been working with, uh, working on a lot. I would say 
Um, if you can visualize the worst case scenario with whatever your fears are, mm -hmm. um, you can visualize the best. And yeah. that's something that I've always been working on as well in the last year. Um, I tend to think of the worst case scenario <laughs> because yeah. I'm just so used to it's ingrained in me. Yeah. But um, I know we talked about this in the past too, uh, that visualizing success is a really powerful practice. And it can really take you to that next step of moving forward in your life through yeah. your grief and through your loss and through um, your fears and anxieties or whatever it may be. But yeah. Um, yeah, like why, why not visualize things going really well and awesome for you in whatever yeah. situation? Yeah. Yeah. And those, and those are great tips. I actually like a lot of what you said about the tips of journaling and, and looking back because that's really what trauma informed practice is about. Um, but you're talking about it from your own personal perspective, right? Looking at what has happened to you, and it may be actually informing your actions now and you don't even know it, right? Yeah. But by journaling and by by keeping or at the very least keeping track, um, there's a lot of apps um, that you can use to keep track and uh, journal online rather than uh, journaling on paper. Although you do paper, right? I'm assuming you do paper. You have I actually, I, I journal on my laptop because I type oh, so okay. much faster than I yeah. write. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, like you don't use an app. You, you type on Word or something like that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You do talk about journaling. You talk about all of these things, and you do coach as well, and and help people through um, a lot of what we talked about in like twenty minutes today. How to process some of the past, and how to process um, some of the, the the fears and and context of the present, so you can have a better future. So maybe just spend the last two minutes talking about um, your work and how to contact you, and and what it is that you do um, for everybody out there who needs it. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 with my coaching, I focus um, primarily on grief and loss. Um, but a lot of that too is a lot of mindset work, mm -hmm. which I, you obviously know I love to talk about on my <laughs> podcast. Yeah. And it's, and it's, um, you know, I will say that, you know, nobody, no coach out there has reached like the Mount Everest of knowing all there is to know about mindset, right? Like okay. it's, it's always working and growing and we're all a work in process and progress. Yeah. But I will say that, that the experiences that I've gone through and the work that I've done from in my own life and my, my inner soul work, work yeah. and that inner work that I've done has been so life-changing for me. Um, so I will say that you you don't need to face your fears alone. And I think some yeah. people feel like they do. Um, there's no shame in asking for help or admitting right. that you might need some support or encouragement along the way. And I always say that asking for help is a way for you to get to where you want to be faster. That wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so yet, hit the follow and subscribe button on my show. I would appreciate that so much. And if you're feeling stuck in your fears and anxieties or even grief and loss, book a call with me to see how I can help you get unstuck. The link is in the show notes. Next week, I will be chatting with Jean Atman, who is a soul evolution coach and energy medicine specialist. And we're going to talk about why toxic relationships are a gift. I can't wait for you to hear our conversation.